Yo, what's up, everybody? This is Dan from the award-winning podcast, A Few Screws Loose, member of the Breaks Media Network, where my co-host P and I discuss living with mental illness as men of color. We talk about the good, the bad, the ugly, the funny, the ups, the downs, just basically sharing our experiences. You can listen to A Few Screws Loose on your favorite podcast app the 1st and the 15th of each month. You are now tuned in to change the subject with the one, the only, BJ. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 36 of change the subject and it is your host here bj with another great conversation and that's super super dope and intelligent guests um but let's get the announcements out the way follow me at dergo bj that's d-e-r-g-o-b-j on twitter the subject change on instagram and you can send me an email at changed c-h-a-n-g-e-d subject at gmail.com with all your questions comments about today's episode even the topic suggestions or guest requests we can um take care of all of those things in the email as well but um let's get straight to it i got a guest man and i'm super excited to talk to this gentleman this is like the culture cnn um reporter at this particular point um he's very witty and intellectual he's very astute in what he does and I just think that he's an all-around dope personality and creative. So I invited him to the show, and he came through. Welcome, Denny, a.k.a. Denny Blanco of the Denny Talks IGTV series to change the subject. How are you doing, my brother? Oh, man. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I'm going to send a check in the mail. I'm going to send that. <laughs> it's going to be it's gonna be a couple of zeros, you know, depending on <laughs> my uh, my account works. But uh, I'm going to send that, ch- that check in the mail. Thank you so much for having me. I do appreciate it. Anytime, anytime. It's just dope to finally get some guys on the show. That's kind of been my campaign for like the past couple of weeks was to get some guys okay. on the show because they don't really, you know, come out as often as the women do when it comes to my platform. Oh, okay. But, uh, so, yeah, I had to get some masculinity and some uh, male perspective on some of the conversations I've been writing. But before we get into all of that, I want you to take a couple of seconds to get all of what you would like for listeners to know about you, what you do, and introduce them to the Denny Talks as well as Society Black, because I want to highlight that as well. So just tell them a brief overview of who you are and what you're doing. All right. So this is uh, Denny Blanco. I uh, host a show called Denny Talks every Thursday at 8 p.m. on IGTV Live uh, with Hype Williams. We discuss politics, news, culture. We cover it all. Um, and we just we just want to come together every week to, to download what we've experienced throughout the week. Um, Society Black is pretty much um, an arm of uh, of what I'm doing with uh, Denny Talks, which is basically a production company slash um, just a a brand that um, shows off black businesses, black culture, etc. So that's a Society Black. Um, I, I hope to build that uh, very slowly. And with Society Black, Society Black, I just wanted to, I'm still working on the brand um, slogan name, but uh, the slogan for Society Black would be, um, never apologize for your black existence. Mm-hmm. Um, we've, 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 we've gone through a, a series of time where we've had to apologize for our black existence. And I'm trying to build a brand where it's all black all the time. Anything that's you know anything that's black is going to be there and it's not going to be any uh any apologies whatsoever so that's what i'm doing on my end all right all right so shouts out to that black ass brand you trying to build <laughs> yes sir yes sir <laughs> that's what we doing that's what we doing yeah so um listeners please um at any point if you're looking for um someone who has a political voice uh very intellectual and just intelligent savvy about pop culture politics news current events and all of those things definitely tune in to denny talks on thursdays um his co-host is one of the most um one of the most electric personalities i've probably met in a in a woman i can honestly say that like hype let me ask you that. Like, I'm. This is something that I know 
I may never understand because I'm not necessarily a New Yorker. And I believe that this has a lot to do with New York. How do you as a man deal with the aggressiveness that comes from women from New York and how they are just this take charge. They are very like on the spot as far as like response. They just have it already. Like, how do you deal with that as a man? It's a good question because uh, born and raised in the Bronx, you get to see the lay of the land and you get to see how things are with women in general. They're forced to deal with a lot of things before we are. They may be forced to deal with a child by themselves. They may, you know, they have to get a job, juggle some mm-hmm. bills. So they're they're dealing with a lot early. With New York, it just multiplies that times ten. You really don't have the the space to be irresponsible, not have your things together. So when you're dealing with a New York woman, most of the time. You're going to deal with a woman who knows, you know, who's trying to tell you what, what she wants, how she likes it, what she wants to do, what she wants in you. She's literally going to break it down. If you're ready to receive and ready to, you know, come 100% with her 100%, it'll be a good, it'll be a good fit. But um, New York City, you know, whether it's New York or L.A., but New York City, obviously, where I'm at, it teaches you early as a man to, you know, come correct or don't come at all. Mm, mm. great answer great answer i think we all need to um kind of learn uh a lesson or two in that regard because i don't think that i don't think that i've ever encountered women as aggressive as hype and it's not aggressive in the sense to where it kind of like gives a a more hyper connotation to the the stereotypes of like attitude or anger oh no right it's it's just the um it's just a fearless attack on responsibility. Or Absolutely. It, it, comes, it comes very swift. And it's almost like she knew what you were going to say before you said it. That's how swift she is with, um, you know, with her intelligence and her personality. So I was always curious as to how, you know, a man would deal with something like that. Because it's very intimidating if you're not like, if you haven't grown in that habitat. A hundred percent. You have to be, you have to be ready. Uh, you have to be ready to, to, to either receive or, de- you know, receive what, what the, the message is or ready to defend yourself. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, that's with hype and that's what, you know, most women, um, who, who are, you know, t- you know, confident and opinionated and smart and intelligent, they're not just going to let you, uh, say some bullshit. Right. <laughs> they want right. you. Yeah, they're not gonna let you just sit around and just have you know. Especially as a black man, they're not gonna sit around and allow you to say some BS. That's why I have her on Denny Talks. She's my consigliere. She's my <laughs> my right hand to be like, this is right, this is wrong, this is how I feel. This is the other perspective. Right, right, right. She's definitely that and more. So, um, again, you know, tune in to Denny Talks on Thursdays. Very dope, very entertaining, and I'm pretty sure you'll leave with a bunch of takeaways from both the male and female perspective. Super, super dope. So um, let's get into the show. Before we get into the actual conversation, we have a icebreaker that is called Q&A. Now, Q&A is just a couple of random questions to kind of get an idea of what um, Denny's personality is, what he would honestly say in a split second when the question is asked and there are possibly seven questions there is a possibility that you may not have a answer for one of those seven questions there is an alternative but it may or may not be as difficult as the one you may not have an answer to so you have an alternative but you just don't know how difficult it is so you ready to answer a couple of questions i'm with it all right so question number one in terms of household which takes priority in terms of your queen's peace of mind in the home, paying attention to detail or paying the mortgage? Mm, priority? <laughs> paying attention <laughs> to detail or the mortgage? <laughs> uh, mm, paying attention. What takes priority? Paying attention to detail, detail or the mortgage or the rent, if you will, right? Yeah, either or. Uh, either or. I mean, listen, a house, a uh, roof over your head. Man, that uh, that that says a lot. So I'm gonna say mortgage. Really? More? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say mortgage. 
yeah, I, I can't say it's either mortgage or not mortgage. We're gonna go mortgage rent. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I guess I can kind of understand that due to the fact that I don't. I think that paying attention to detail is actually the woman's gift, in a sense. Mm. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's the way I will kind of curve what I do know to be very important to women. But um, to take the responsibility over the, I guess, the preference that most women may choose in that particular question. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. All right. So question number two is, what is the greatest lesson you've learned in terms of having dark skin? The greatest, good question. The greatest lesson I've learned from having dark skin. Well, you're not going to be treated the same as everyone else. Hmm. You're not. It's just not. It's not going to happen. No matter what the scenario, bringing it back to never apologize for being black. There have been many scenarios where whether I'm in a affluent neighborhood Mm -hmm. and I'm looked at where it's like someone looks at me like, well, I'm confused. Why are you here? Or it could be a I'm shopping and I'm being followed around the store. So dark skin, the dark skin basically makes me feel like, you know, no, I'm not. It's not the same game I'm playing with everyone else. Believe in me. Mm. Now, do you believe that tough skin can make a man proud? Tough skin can make a man proud. In reference to himself? You talking about he has tough skin? Yeah. Yeah, tough skin is, yes, uh, with a little caveat. I mean, you know, there's a fine line between tough skin and ego. Uh, you know there's a very fine line and if you're if you're staying you know if you're staying behind that line sure but if you go over to ego that's where it's like eh, comes (laughs) a little becomes a little difficult okay okay uh number three is what artist whether painter or musician resonates the most with you musically and emotionally what artist wow i mean Musically, Michael Jackson, Michael Jackson, man. I mean, he's he gave me what thirty. He gives thirty years of music, timeless music. Mm-hmm. Uh, I grew up on Michael Jackson. My parents pretty much raised me on Michael Jackson, amongst other things, Temptations, Marvin Gaye, etc. But yeah, Michael Jackson, man. Michael Jackson music is uh, timeless. I'll, I'll never get over it ever. <laughs> yeah, I think I think I religiously to this very day listen to Off the Wall. There you go. Maybe mm, two or three times a week in rotation from front Got to back. Got the working, working <laughs> Come on now. Come right. on now. Come on. Yeah. It's fire still to this day. Still, still, still. Um, number four is which has gotten you the furthest, your hustle or your prayers? Oh, hustle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what prayers? Prayers ain't gonna do nothing for you, baby. Prayers ain't gonna. You be on. You be on your knees. You be on your knees praying to Black Jesus. Jesus, Black Jesus, please, please, uh, help me get this car. Help me get this job. Help me. And you're just sitting at home and you're not saving money. Nah, it don't work that way. You got the hustle. Is the hustle is real? The hustle puts you in the position. So without the hustle, the prayers don't mean nothing. Wow. Wow. That was an excellent way of answering that question. Yeah. Without the hustle, prayer don't mean nothing. Oh, man. That's a that's a bar. All right. So question number five is T-shirt and sneakers or hoodies and tins? T-shirt and sneakers. That would mean I'm probably in a nice warm environment with the with the you know um, uh, a cocktail of some sort with some lovely ladies in the background with some music playing. You know what I mean? That I think you know. Yeah, t-shirt and some and some sneakers. Never okay. Tim's in hoodie because that means it's it's cold. <laughs> and, and there's a there's a there's a winter jacket next door. You know what I mean? Right next, oh, to, right next to my chair. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So number six is can childhood traumas make you a better man? Can childhood traumas make you a better man? Well, I mean, if childhood trauma is basically something you you, you you go through and it holds you back, if you're defining it like that, maybe not. But, you know, I still have childhood traumas to this day, and I, I, I talk through them constantly with my wife, um, mm-hmm. you know, and it 
and she's been able to create an environment where I'm able to talk through them and work through them. If that environment wasn't there, would I be able to even address them? I don't think so. Would I even be able to know what they are? I don't think so. So, you know, yeah, I think addressing them, just knowing that they, they're there is, is very important. So, right, yeah, right. yeah, that's what I would say. All right. So the last question is, which is the MVP in terms of breakfast? Pancakes with strawberries and whipped cream or pancakes with bananas and walnuts? Mm. Strawberries and whipped cream. Strawberries and whipped cream. You know what I mean? Keep it, <laughs> keep it classy. Keep it cute. <laughs> Strawberries and whipped cream. The pancakes. Keep it classy. Yeah. Keep it cute. Yeah, you know I mean, don't give me a mimosa with that. Then it's a wrap. <laughs> then we then we have a party. You know? Dope, dope, yeah, dope. Yes, sir. All right. So you answered all of your questions, and you got through those quick too. See? You stay ready, so you don't have to get ready. I see. There you go. I'm telling you, baby. Uh, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a machine over here. It's a machine <laughs> over here, baby. For sure, for sure. All right, so um, the topic for today, uh, we're going to title this conversation, My Sentiments Exactly. And I'm sure for most of us who are listening today, that is something that we've oftentimes heard or even used to kind of cover our tracks for words and actions that we have yet to either figure out for ourselves or come to some type of resolve when there was um, something at hand we had it, we had to respond to. But in this particular instance of using that term, my sentiments exactly, we're talking to men about intentions because there's a possibility that what you believe yourself to be communicating with your sentiments is more or less just that the, the view or the attitude towards it, but not actually what it requires to make a difference. And this is something that's going to be very difficult for a lot of us to really talk about because in this space, it seems like women control this narrative. They are the ones who say intentional dating while in a sense that puts pressure on you because she sits in the position of observation. She's trying to make sure that everything that you're saying is something that she can actually see and attest to. So we got Denny here to kind of make some sense of these difficulties that we have with our sentiments versus our actual um, feelings and thoughts and our words that we speak in direction to our women. So what comes to your mind when you hear the phrase, my sentiments exactly? Oh man, it's so, you, it's a lot to unpack. Because you're dealing with, um, you're not dealing with um, the same type of woman, same right. type of background. So we, there is no direct uh, answer or, you know, when it comes to my sentiments exactly. Um, you mentioned intent. Mm -hmm. Intent is very important when it comes to this conversation. Because your intent, and, you know, for men, black men, your intent could be one thing, but what's actually happening <laughs> is a totally different. Thing. <laughs> it's a totally different ball game, <laughs> uh, for, you know. For those that don't know, and you 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 see the landscape, and, and you you see what's going. You try to you try to coach it out. Say, okay, this is what I'm gonna do, right? You try to fill Jackson it for all those. I'm a, I'm a basketball fanatic, so I may throw some basketball references out there. So pardon me. All right. So you may fill Jackson it. You may want to coach, you know, coach a certain way. But mm. the players have to execute. And yep, yep. if the execution isn't there, it's like, and I've been called on that too. It's like, well, yo, D, if the execution wasn't even there, who gives a crap about the intent? That's mm. where I'm just like, ah, I, I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. But then I, I don't feel you because, you know, that's where it's just like, but it, I was trying to do this and it didn't work out. So that's, you yeah, know, that's what my feelings, yeah. those are feelings where I'm just like, those those thoughts come about when when I hear my sentiments exactly. Right, right. So for you guys listening, um, the idea of this conversation is to discuss meaning and embodying everything that you say, feel, and do. And when we say this, two things have to be addressed here. The first thing is that many of us use sentiment to profess what it is that we aspire to do for a person while yet finding the right words and actions behind our feelings for the person of interest or deserve. And one of the greatest examples that I have, 
actually happened to me in my work truck a few days ago because my truck is kind of dated. So the only means of um, music I have is to listen to the actual radio. There's no CD player, no Bluetooth or no type of aux or nothing. So I'm listening to the straight up old school radio. And after sevens, Ready or Not comes on. Mm. Right? Mm-mm-mm. Now, after seven are legends because mm-hmm. of this record. And the opening of the song is I'll give you the sun, the moon, the rain, the stars, all of which are things that he does not own. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep this in mind. Uh-huh, I'm following all of the things in which he's do, he does not own or has the, the capacity to even give. And also keep in mind that if you ask a woman how she feels about After Sevens, ready or not, she's probably going to fan out and actually tell you that she loves the record, even though she doesn't love the actions of the record when it comes to the men she dates. Mm. Mm. Yeah, we gotta blame. Uh, I mean, we gotta talk to Babyface. I was Babyface and them. Babyface and them, y'all. Y'all writing some 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 tough bars. You know what I mean for for us. But that's the right. The baseline has been established, right? Yeah. Facts. The sun, the moons, and the stars. The baseline has been established, and now as a man, you're coming into the game like, oh, I gotta shoot fifty percent from the field. I gotta shoot fifty percent right. from three. All right, let's do this now. You know, does the song pop off if it's, listen, I'll give you, you know what I mean, a weekend, you know, weekend in Florida. I'll, I'll, I'll buy you some some crab legs and, right. you know, we'll, we'll, you know, take trips down to the to, to the shore and hang out. Like, are these or we'll, we'll passport, we'll, you know, have our passports pivot. Yeah, is that yeah. something? Is that something that will get these? You know, women thinking the same way, like, yeah, that's the kind of man I want. I don't know, you know. But the once the baseline is already established in a song, you bring that up, it's very important. Important, you know. Uh, for some women, it's like, no, this is where we we have to start. Yeah, you know, because in this case, we use sentiment in place of our abilities to actually pay attention to firm details because he may have offered her all of those things in the universe when all she really wanted was for him to pay attention to her. Mm. And that's the thing about communication, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. well, if I don't know, you know, if there's not a communication, um, and that's normally what um, breaks up uh, two human beings trying to communicate, trying to uh, build something, communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what yeah. usually... Um, breaks down someone who's trying to, a couple trying to establish a relationship. If you're not able to establish a great space where you can say, Hey, you know, I think um, I would like for you to pay attention to this. And I think I would uh, appreciate it a lot if you did this and the person can receive it and work on it. That's, you know, obviously a good communication, um, environment but you know we we pray for those types of things and we work on it every single day for those who are out there that are in relationships right now married boyfriend girlfriend etc uh what you have relationships you work on it constantly whereas it's like if the communication breaks down it's it's always an issue but if communication is there it helps it helps the relationship blossom right 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 and i i want to point out how situations like this actually backfires for the gender as a whole because without knowing it when you think about the lyrics that um starts off the very first verse to this beautiful song what you don't realize is you set a standard above yourself and every other guy that she can meet as well as setting a standard of perception that most guys don't have the ability to pay attention to the basic needs of right. a woman and now to your egotistical eyesight she's now a lot harder to reach or probably now at the point of receiving your four and five uh, letter word, you know, references, because now you're totally disappointed in the fact that now she's not even a DM away anymore. You're blocked at this point. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. A hundred percent. Even, even, even when you, yeah, you mentioned that, um, the, the baseline, I mean, even with, without the song, even with uh, whether whether it's a visual, 
seeing it in videos or, or even in the streets. If you're growing up, you know, I'm growing up, I'm seeing all the guys with the, the loose change, the guys that have extra money, they're, you know, coming to the game, again, the game of relationships. They're coming to the game a little differently than I am because I don't have no money. So mm-hmm. now I hear this young lady looking at, you know, the jewels, the, 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 the furs, the Tims, as you said earlier, the hoodies. And it's like, oh, no, no, I want that. And it's like, well, if I'm going to compete just a little bit, I got to get somewhere in the middle or somewhere close to that, somewhere. Right. So I can see where it's either music or visual, where it's just like, all right, you know, you're not, you're not in the game unless you're at a certain level or a certain baseline. And then from there, you have to establish with the person what they're actually looking for as opposed to what that baseline is. And, you know, you brought me to a very interesting um, point, which kind of ties into everything you just said. Now, another sentiment in the the gentleman's quarter of, you know, conduct or whatever you would like to call it, there is a um, there is a gesture that we call the jacket over the puddle. Right. Mm. Now. Um, that is one of the most infamous gestures that men of the old days would use to show, um, you know, chivalry and courtesy to a woman, making sure that she preserves her heels and all of those different um, things to uh, keep her in the best care and, you know, upkeep. But in my in my own mind, because we all know the ego that comes with people who have things. Um, very few of us actually care about that gesture because we're not always prone to um, sacrifice the things that we work hard for in order to be pleasing to another person. So in my mind, just for the sake of conversation, I think that the person that created that gesture was probably the underprivileged man. <laughs> Be- because he's trying to rise up to the occasion and show a gesture that you're probably not going to get from a man who has things. And that's typically what we do as men. You know, it's like, I'm trying to show you something that is more sensible that you should appreciate versus what you pay the most attention to. No, I totally agree. Um, You know, over the puddle. That's not, in my head, I'm like, is that somebody who... um, you know, it's it's thinking about their their raincoat at that point in time. You know, I I you know my my wife, you know my wife, she doesn't hold doors open. She doesn't. Uh, she gets picked up, and I try to keep the chivalry aspect intact because, you know, it it just creates a uh, environment of she's the lady, I'm the man. Treat her as the queen. Treat her as such. And you know, the, I established that. But, and I established that early. It wasn't something, mm-hmm. and, and where does that come from? That's something I saw with my dad and my mom. Just Right, right, right. He didn't let her open doors, whether it was a car door, a regular door, house door, it didn't matter. He wouldn't let, you know, and groceries, he anything physical. That was all him. That was his way of saying, no, no, I have all of this. Or even this perfect example of um, where we've gone. Uh, where Me and my wife were at the grocery store. Pick a, picking up some groceries, we get to mm-hmm. the um, cash register, and I immediately go. Uh, we have a system. She um, unloads. I help her. I unload half basically of the cart. The cart's full. I un- unload half of the cart, and once half of the cart's unloaded, she unloads the other half, and then I start go. I start bagging. Mm, That's the okay. system, right? All right. Just to get right, us, just right. to get us out the store quicker. Now. Right. Um, so I'm pretty much finished bagging and I, I go and I'm starting to go towards the end and then my wife follows me in the back and she says, oh, you should have heard the conversation I have with this young lady. I said, what happened? She said, you know, she said she, she felt it was, um, she was excited to see a man immediately help 
his lady doing grocery gro- grocery shopping. And she's like, well, that's not what you see all the time. She's like, absolutely not. Men will come and let their lady unload all the groceries, pack the groceries themselves while the, while the men just, you know, stand there and watch. And she's just like, but some of the times it's the woman paying for the meal and the man's just sitting there not doing anything, not putting it in the cart, nothing. And, mm. I, and, and I was just like, Hey, I, I don't know where they've, you know, learned their chivalry from. I don't know what type of, you know, environment they're in, but it just goes to show where the chivalry has gone in society when it comes to men treating ladies. Yeah, I agree. I definitely feel like there is a a huge disconnect and a lot of what we're seeing, whether we know this or not, is not like carelessness in the sense of men not knowing how to be um, gentlemen. We never really consider the trauma aspect of it, of the absentee father not being there to show how your mom is supposed to be treated in this space. So you grow up probably as a kid for the majority of your life, just traveling with mom to the grocery store and never really being responsible because she may not have even known to teach you in those moments. Okay. Start to put the items on the conveyor belt, put the the cold with the cold frozen with the frozen. Like this may not have been the lesson um, that she may have instilled in the boys. It could be a possibility that we're seeing trauma in these spaces, but that's not to give, you know, the men excuses. It's just giving the the person the awareness that, there's something that you have to work on in yourself to be more mindful and considerate of the woman in your life. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. And, and that, that tends to be a difficult thing to communicate because we just automatically assume that a lot of our men grew up in these, you know, these spaces to see um, what is now common sense or common sensibility to us. So I get it. You know, but, yeah, um, even even before, you, you know, you move on, even just, to, you know, just keep it, keep it all the way 100. I understand the frustration, ladies. I know some of you will be listening to this. Ladies, I understand you don't want to build a bear. I get it. <laughs> I understand. Oh, my God. Another guy. I got to I got to teach to be open and teach to be. Uh, chival- you know, chivalrous towards me. I, I get it. But you mentioned, you know, everyone has some, some type of trauma that they're trying mm-hmm. to either get over. So, you know, you may, you know, I understand one side of the build a bit, but I understand, I understand the side of everyone has trauma. So at least be open to having a conversation to see, see if you can yeah, move forward. Yeah. That's all. Absolutely. Because that kind of like goes back to um, the gesture of the jacket over the puddle because it's flattering when the person does that but what you don't understand is the things around the action that they're actually communicating that you may totally um, disregard because you're not aware of what he's actually showing 100%. without knowing it it tells that he puts others well-being before his own and that could be um, that could be drastic because again if you think about a person who cares about their own upkeep why would you lay your jacket down in the mud instead of just choosing a different direction to walk. 100%. Or even just keep it simple, BJ. Even, which I've seen, I've had daily, because, you know, I mean, when you're going, commuting to work, using public transportation or going through these buildings, right? You're, Mm -hmm. you see a lady five steps behind you. You're about to, you go through a door. The door is about to close. You don't know this lady. Yeah, right. Do right. you do you hold the door open for her? Do you right. do you hold the door open for her and then expect a thank you? Do you go through all mm, those do you mm. go through all of those emotions what when you're doing that because I've been on almost all three sides whether it's I've I've gone to a point where I've have I've been tunnel vision and I had to get to a place and I've had the door slam on a lady by mistake and I had to apologize. I've been right, I've been right, in a situation right. where I've waited for somebody because the door was heavy. I knew it was heavy. So I waited to let the lady through. Didn't get a thank you. Didn't get thank didn't get, you know, thank you. And I and, and I sat with it, was like, wait a minute. Should I be expecting a thank you? Because this door was heavy and I almost died holding this door open. So I go through these emotions, even with strangers 
whether alone it's my lady, even with strangers where it's a, you know a woman situation, I go through these kind of emotions often in daily. Right, right, right. When it comes to holding a door, holding a door for women, it's um you know it's, it's part of the you know chivalry and and me seeing it. Sometimes I've ca caught myself out there trying to um hold doors open for women and then asking myself, do I even, uh, should I expect a thank you? Is that something I should just do naturally? And, you know, sometimes I think of, sometimes I go through those thoughts when, mm. when those things happen. So like, what do you think that, uh, that guys ultimately try to communicate with sentiment that seems to miss the mark when it comes to action? Because I think that, um, I think that sentiment is a useful resource to have as a man because you have to be inspired by something you have to feel as though mm. you you have to feel as though something is worthy of this gesture that you're at least attempting to make so like what do you think is the communication barrier between sentiment and the actual actions that need to be manifested uh it's a good question i mean for me it's uh, i see it and i'm just like okay i can say i love you all i want but if I am not speaking a specific love language, it's going to fall on deaf ears. It's not going to uh, come across a certain way. And I, I had to learn that through, you know, uh, through just trial and error and understanding that saying something and meaning something to, so you talk mm -hmm. about the sentiments, right? right? And the intent. You can you can say all you say say you love a person all you all you want, but if you're not establishing with action what that what that love means, whether it's you know uh, whether it's uh, intimacy, whether it's communication, whether it's uh, physical touch, whether it's you know picking you up every day after work, whatever that is that shows love, you know sometimes we as men. You know, we have to, uh, you know, we, we need a better grade when it comes to um, actually yeah. hitting that bar. Yeah. Hitting that mark. I totally agree with that. And I think that a lot of times, um, just from observation, too, is we have a very difficult way of communicating our dispositions, too. Because in certain instances, like the guy with the jacket. Now, for some men, after so many damaged jackets eventually the men won't dress the same as they used to while still being held to <laughs> a certain standard of like cleansiness, hygiene, and all of those things that make you what um, typically is looked at as attractive. So in that series mm -hmm. of laying down the multiple uh, jackets over puddles, you realize that your wardrobe has diminished and now you're being held accountable after you move on from all of these women that you did these things for and now they're looking at you like a bum, right? <laughs> but a hundred percent, the way in which we see things. But what we don't realize is that the way that we communicate that disposition can make us look cheap and frugal, because it's almost like, you know, well, whose fault is it that you decided to lay those jackets down? Right, right. And again, it's a matter of how you're. How you're looking at it yeah. now? If you, it's, it's a matter of how you're looking at it and your and your and your interpretation of what that particular gesture is. And let me be perfectly clear, BJ. Um, uh, if I had a, a jacket to lay down that I didn't mind a, a lady to, you know, walk over uh, in a puddle, um, that lady has to be uh, very important to me. Yes, she has Next. to be. She has to be um been through some wars with me she just can't be all you know just can't be a, a person i just met and that's another that's that could be another conversation for a different day yeah, where yeah we as men sometimes um you, you're doing things where you haven't established or haven't even you know depending on i think that's a big gesture for me when you you're putting your clothes <laughs> right on the ground right. so someone could walk over so they don't get water on their shoes, feet, legs, etc. That's a big gesture. So if in my mind, if I'm looking at it as said big gesture, we have a situation where there's usually a disconnect between uh, a man doing a big gesture, i.e., for example, which would be a very easily, you know, easy uh, correlation. Mm -hmm. I'm going to take you. I just met you last week. I'm going to take you on a, you know, trip to 
um, you know, a, a all expense paid trip, or I'm going to invite you over to Thanksgiving to meet my family. It's like, wait a minute. These are things that you do when you're established, when you know the person, at least the person's last name, not when you first, you know, those are grand gestures and those things have to be thought about too as well. So that's interesting that you say that it requires a certain, um, like level before you get to a point where you go to that extreme for a woman, because, um, a lot of what we do actually is looked at as customary, like things that are supposed to be done no matter what. So um, I think it's important for men to know that um, you have to have some sense of establishment so that you can preserve your wardrobe, you know? No, 100, 130%. 130%. <laughs> don't just be throwing, I mean, don't be just be throwing your, 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 your Joseph A. Bank or your men's wardrobe uh, blazer down on the ground, you know what I mean, for any, any young lady. You heard yeah. Yeah. Because I think that that is why they look at us like we always complaining about money is because that's what we're actually trying to communicate is that we don't get to see the value of the investment. You know, um, not necessarily what would you do physically or sexually for the dollar amount of the jacket, but he wants to know, are you worth the type of investing that he's putting in considering what he's gone through? with the many wardrobe changes throughout the relationship that he's been mm. in. So it's it's not the same conversation is, is kind of like pinpointed on money because that's the only resource he has to protect himself with, because he's constantly using that to build himself up and to court you. So it's like right. you you're missing what he's really trying to say in those sentiments. It's like, look, okay, now that he's not laying the jackets down, when he's probably explaining to you like how this led up to the guy that he is now, you're probably looking at him like, well, why you ain't lay your jacket down for me? Mm. I'm the good one. I'm the one that's mm. treating you like X, Y, and Z when the history of women that he's possibly interacted with probably robbed you of that opportunity. And now he's protecting himself from the very thing that puts him in the dispositions opposite of what you may be protecting yourself from when it comes to whatever dispositions you now have. So you have to have the conversations, even about the sentiments, where do these things come from? Is this really who you are as a person? And it's very, it's very nuanced. Yes. It's not, it's not one answer. It's not one answer. It's a combination. The equation is very long. I would imagine it's the equation to take off into space as long as that is equation is, as long as it probably takes up a whole chalkboard, that's how long that equation yeah. is. So in a sense, when we have these conversations about sentiment, I want guys to know that um, it's very much possible to tell the truth, tell the, the whole truth of where you are in that very moment, um, not being the richest, not being the wealthiest, but having the time, the attention span, and the desire to get to know this person thoroughly. Um, I, I've gotten way like a lot further with the truth than I did with the finesse. Mm. Um, just being real, like, um, I've always told guys, you know, you know, owning your shit will make her relax your, her standards. Like if you are a guy that comes to the table, owning everything about yourself, I don't care what she told you, her requirements were before y'all made the establishment if you own your shit she'll start relaxing some of those things well it makes it it'll make things a whole lot easier when you see establish it from the beginning and you're saying basically you know this is who i am you take it or leave it you want to deal with it cool if it's down the line once again it's the the, the build a bear conversation if you will yeah, for some yeah. of these women it's like you know do I want to go through this? Do I want to go through me having to to deal with this? And that's always the question. Yeah, you know, and that is so important for a guy to answer because um, keep in mind that it's a possibility that you are laying down a jacket for a woman who never will, will never have the idea or the gall to say to herself, maybe I should pay for at least one of these cleaners bills. Mm. Or, you know, or, you know, I, hey, you know, baby, you don't got to put that down. I, I, that's just a little water. I'll walk through that. I, I'm not going to, you know what I mean? I'm not going to die. I'm, I'm 
walk through that. Keep your jacket on, baby, because I think your jacket look good on you. Right. You know? Right. You know, and there's different ways to skin a cat. You're gonna deal with all different types of scenarios. Or 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 let's let's keep it let's keep it let's keep it this way, right? What about this 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 visual? You lay you lay the jacket down and she walks around the jacket. Oh my and, god. And the puddle. <laughs> It's like, wait, wait, wait. What? So you trying to tell me I put this down for you, you see it, and you're like, nah, I'm good. I'm good. And and that could happen too. What's the reaction to that? How do you internalize that? Yeah. And the possibility you know? that y'all have a, a good vibe, it gets late, and the later it gets, it starts to get cold. Now what do you have to drape over her shoulders? It's dirty and wet. And filthy. Now you're going to have us carrying two jackets or two sweaters <laughs> just in case. Just in case. You, you don't wanna, yeah, just in case. You know what I mean? So you don't freeze yourself. You just like, well, I got the sweater, so I'm good. I put that on her and, and I'll just freeze in the cold by myself. Yeah, yeah. It's tough. But, you know, we have to have these conversations for guys to learn, you know, better ways of having more genuine sentiment for the people that they're trying to, you know, get to know and associate with. Because the second thing that we didn't even get to is when you hear somebody make a statement that you use as the voice of your own reasons. And sometimes you don't know where the experience or the logic is coming from. Cause I mm. think that a lot of what we do as men, as men, when it comes to how we treat women, it's pretty much a mimic of what we seen other people do. And we don't have the resource of the feelings or the intimacy or the relationship to hold up to these standards because we don't even know how we feel about the person we're doing these things for. I've had constant conversations about that with groups of women, smart, intellectual women. And I, I've told them straight to their face. I'm like, well, you, 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 you have this expectation you know, you have this set expectation, but I, I, I speak to you. You're upset about said man who doesn't have this set expectation. And I ask you, well, what what was your what was your expectation of him ha having that understanding of your expectation? Mm, so, for example, right, right. so, for example, you're like, oh, I expected him to know about credit. I expected him to know how to juggle bills. Well, if he's never been in an environment where credit was important, if he's never been in an environment where he's understood how to deal with bills or how to save, the, the chances are he, he's not going to know and he's going to have terrible habits. Do you want to, because you love him, like him, etc., give him the opportunity to learn with you? Or are you going to berate him because he doesn't know and then try to keep that relationship continuing? You see how you see how these little things can can manifest into something else. Here's a situation where you could possibly, you know, for a fact, this guy's not uh, is, is terrible with credit, and yet you're berating him and telling you know, making it a toxic environment where you're making him feel already bad for having credit. Not I'm gonna help you. This is how we do this. Hey, how about we work on this debt together? No. Mm -hmm. So there there are different ways to look at it as well. So. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of ways that I think we can improve those conversations because um, the best way to it's not necessarily deflecting, but to um, inquire a lot more about where these opinions and viewpoints come from. So mm -hmm. when you get to those those points where she asks you about those things, ask her, well, where does your ideas of this even come from? What brought you mm -hmm. to this point? What made you ask me that? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. and usually based on her answer, will give you your answer. If she tells you, well, I'm just trying to make sure that you got such and such and such. Well, we're just on a date. I'm just trying to get to know you <laughs> and show you a good time. Why are we at this point in dating? <laughs> yeah yeah you, you make a hundred percent you're a hundred percent right it, it you can get you can get totally um tripped up 
by by where these you know questions come from and then if you're not prepared if you're not under you, you don't understand how to communicate it could turn into something completely uh different and sometimes not even sometimes i've i've heard and this is ladies you can correct me if i'm wrong uh many of men have talked themselves out of pussy <laughs> and they didn't even know it like i even keep 1000 like bj i've talked myself out of pussy 100 1000 percent. like you know like i'm not even gonna sit here and lie like i it's like hey, well you know you did talk yourself out of pussy when you said this and i'm like Word? Word? Right. You trying to tell me if I didn't, if I didn't say this part of the conversation, we was, all right, see? Now, so, you know, it, it, anything, anything could possibly happen. You just got to be ready to deal with it and go from there, man. Yeah. And it's a struggle to know these type of things. But um, like I said, owning a shit, man, like you don't have to be perfect to date nobody. You know, you just have to be no. upfront and honest and make sure that your sentiments as a man matches who you are as a man stop trying to live up to others other men's expectations you know we have absolutely this, we have this thing that we do to men that is is somewhat um it's somewhat of an accountability factor but it's also a small hint of toxic too you know when we do this a real nigga is supposed to mm. i hate that shit mm. i really well shoot well, and that's when someone says that. Well, your <laughs> definition of a real nigga. Right. What's your definition of a real nigga? Really? You get, I mean, that that's a broad stroke. Very, very broad. Yes. You know, yes. It can, it's not specific. So, you, you, yes, I can see how someone could get, you know, offended and upset by that. But for me, I'm, I'm at such an, I'm at an age where I hear certain things and I'm immediately like, well, I don't know your definition of a real nigga, so I can't really answer to that because, you know, in your 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 definition of a real nigga could be a guy who cheats on his wife and has kids with X Y Z and or you know goes into a fight without knowing what's going on. It could be a litany of things that you def you someone defines as a real nigga. I may not subscribe to that. That's not my ministry. Didn't go to that church. Sorry. But yeah, I wish we had a little bit more time to like really get into like uh, the things that we do to make men uncomfortable. But for the most part, I think we covered enough. Um, what you guys need to know is there's going to be a couple of surprises. You're going to hear me and Denny uh, talk a little bit more in the near, very near future um, about more relative things that go into this conversation because it's pretty heavy and i want to make sure that we cover everything and we may have somebody on the next one with us to kind of give a woman's point of view but um i appreciate you for coming through and really giving some good good vibes and good energy and some good game you know it's not often i get to kick it with a you know a brother with some intelligence so i really appreciate you bj thank you so much for having me uh, having me i appreciate it anytime my brother i then he talks if you agree disagree hit me up i'm on the gram i'm on the twitter i'm talking all day if you want to uh, argue with me i'm here to argue with you for sure for <laughs> sure um i really enjoyed this uh conversation i hope you guys enjoyed it too and be on the lookout for more um expounding on this particular conversation if you guys would like to follow me follow me at dear go bj that is d-e-r-g-o-b-j on twitter the subject change on instagram and uh change subject c-h-a-n-g-e-d subject at gmail.com send me your thoughts questions comments topics all those good things to the email address and this is what we're going to call the first part of my sentiments exactly be on the lookout for a follow-up coming very soon after peace and blessings see you guys soon thank you